Fall Asleep with Henrik is a most wondrous and enchanting podcast, intended to lull you into a deep slumber. Know that you need not exert yourself in listening to the words, for each episode is fashioned after a dream, wherein coherence waxes and wanes and twists and turns. Be not overly concerned with its meaning, for it simply exists for what it is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As the moon rose high in the sky and the stars twinkled like diamonds, the English-speaking world finally got a taste of something truly unique, the world of somna. For centuries, the Swedish word had remained a secret, known only to the people of Scandinavia. But now, with Fall Asleep with Henrik, the rest of the world could finally discover what all the fuss was about. Somna, the Swedish word, meant fall asleep. Henrik, the charismatic host of the Fall Asleep with Henrik podcast, had become something of a sensation in Scandinavia since 2018. His dulcet tones had helped countless listeners drift off into peaceful slumber. And now, with his new English version of podcast, he was on a mission to help even more people experience the magic of Somna. Unlike other relaxation or meditation podcasts, Henrik's approach was refreshingly unconventional. He didn't rely on boring breathing techniques or tedious visualizations. Instead, he talked about random things in an improvised and often illogical way, encouraging his listeners to let their minds wander and get lost in the chaos. As Henrik's soothing voice washed over the airwaves, listeners were transported to a world where anything was possible. His meandering stories and off-the-cuff musings were like a warm blanket on a cold winter's night, comforting, familiar, and utterly enchanting. And the moral of the podcast, if there was one, was simple but profound. Life is unpredictable and often illogical. But that's okay. It's the imperfections and quirks that make us human, and it's those same imperfections that make the world of Somna such a magical place. 
So if you're looking for a way to unwind, relax, or just escape from the stresses of everyday life, why not take a trip to Somna with Henrik? You never know what you might discover in this strange and wondrous world. It is what it is. What happens, happens. And right now, there's nothing we can do about it. Let's begin. Elise had always dreamed of owning her own bakery. As a child, she spent hours watching her grandmother bake pies and cakes in her cozy kitchen. And she was fascinated by the way the ingredients came together to create something beautiful and delicious. But as she grew older, Elise's dreams were pushed aside by the realities of life. She went to college, got a job, and before she knew it, a decade had passed. At 35, Elise felt stuck. Her job as an administrative assistant was dull and unfulfilling, and she was still reeling from a recent breakup. She was scrolling through her emails one day when she saw a message from a lawyer she didn't recognize. Curious, she opened it and read the surprising news. She had been named in the will of a distant relative she had never met. Elise felt a mix of emotions as she read the letter. She was sad that someone had passed away, but also intrigued by the possibility of an inheritance. She called the lawyer's office and arranged to meet with him the next day. The lawyer's office was in a tall, modern building downtown. Elise felt out of place in her simple dress and flats as she rode the elevator to the top floor. When she arrived, the receptionist directed her to a conference room where the lawyer was waiting for her. Miss Elise, thank you for coming, he said, rising to shake her hand. I'm afraid it's not a large inheritance, but it's still a significant sum. Elise's heart pounded as the lawyer handed her an envelope. She tore it open and gasped as she saw the check inside. It was more money than she had ever had at one time. I don't understand, Elise said, looking up at the lawyer. Why did this person leave me this money? The lawyer cleared his throat. According to the will, your relative was impressed by your dedication to your job and your hard work. She also knew that you had a passion for baking, and she wanted to give you the opportunity to pursue that dream. Elise felt a lump form in her throat. It was as if her grandmother, who had passed away years ago, was still looking out for her. I... I don't know what to say. Elise said, her eyes filling with tears. Thank you. The lawyer nodded. 
I'm glad we could help. Is there anything else you need? Elise shook her head, still in shock. As she walked out of the lawyer's office, clutching the check, she felt a surge of hope. Maybe this was the sign she had been waiting for. Maybe it was time to take a chance and pursue her dream of owning a bakery. Elise stopped by her bank the next day and deposited the check. Then she took a taxi to the storefront of a vacant building that had been listed on the market for months. She purchased the space, hired contractors to renovate the store, and set to work planning her grand opening. As she worked on her new business, Elise realized how much she missed the creative process of baking. She hadn't touched a single recipe in years. That weekend, she drove down to her grandmother's house to ask her advice about running a bakery. I think I might have some recipes somewhere, Elise said, digging through boxes and bags in her grandmother's basement. Let me see. After several minutes of rummaging through her grandmother's things, Elise found a box full of old recipes. She sat down on the sofa and began to leaf through them. After a few moments, she came across one that caught her eye. Oh my goodness, she said, her hands trembling. The recipe was titled, Grandmother's Molasses Cookies. Elise remembered how her grandmother would make these cookies every year during Christmas. They were her most popular item at the annual bake sale, and they sold out within the first hour. The recipe was very detailed, and Elise thought back to the many times she watched her grandmother prepare them. It says to use lard or butter, Elise murmured. But I don't really have any of either. She turned to the next recipe and began reading. This one was titled, Grandmother's Sugar Cookies. It seemed easy enough, and Elise figured she'd give it a try. She set to work that afternoon, making the dough and rolling out the dough. She placed it in the oven and baked it. When she removed the cookies from the oven, she was pleased with the results. The scent of fresh-baked cookies filled the air. As she sat down to sample the first batch, she felt a rush of excitement. She picked up a warm cookie and bit into it, her eyes closing as she savoured the flavour. Elise couldn't believe how good these cookies were. And even better, she had made them all by herself. She wondered if other people enjoyed these types of cookies. She decided to make a second batch, then another. By the end of the night, she had baked close to a hundred cookies. She placed them on a tray and delivered them to a nearby coffee shop. Over the next few weeks, Elise continued to bake. She felt like a kid again, giggling 
as she mixed up the dough and poured the batter into the pan. She always saved a few cookies for herself, enjoying each bite as she imagined the look on her friends' faces when they tasted her creations. Soon the aroma of fresh-baked cookies wafted through the neighborhood. Everyone who passed by Elise's storefront window noticed the delicious smell and would stop in to buy a box of cookies. Soon, Elise had more orders than she could fill. She hired two more employees to help her keep up with the demand. Word quickly spread about Elise's delicious treats, and soon her cookies were featured on the front page of the local paper. She loved the feeling of creating something with her own two hands. Before long, she had baked hundreds of cookies, and she was eager to share them with others. On her way home from work one evening, Elise saw an ad for a local food truck that was hosting a tasting event. She stopped by and tried several dishes and was delighted by their quality. As she was leaving, she noticed a sign on the window that read, Come join us tomorrow for free samples. The next morning, Elise arrived early and waited outside. When the doors opened at 11 a.m., she joined the line and was the first one in. She stepped inside the brightly lit kitchen and took a seat at the table. There were three chefs working behind the counter, preparing lunch and dinner for the day's customers. Welcome, one of the chefs said as he approached Elise. What can I get for you? I'll have one of those sandwiches, Elise replied, pointing at the sandwich that had caught her eye. She looked over at the table where the other customers had gathered and noticed a young girl with her mum. She smiled at the girl, and the girl smiled back. After her meal, Elise made her way around the room, sampling each dish. As she was about to leave, she heard the chef who had greeted her earlier calling out to her. Excuse me, miss, he said. I was wondering if you'd be interested in a part-time job here. Elise's eyes widened in surprise. I, I'm sorry, but I don't have a lot of money to spare. Don't worry about the money, the chef said. We just need someone to help prep the food for the tasting events. We pay $1.12 an hour and you get paid every Friday. You interested? Elise felt a sudden sense of relief. She knew this was an opportunity she couldn't pass up. Yes, I would love to work here, she said. I start tonight. That night, as Elise prepared the food, she felt a sense of pride as she watched the guests enjoy her cookies and sandwiches. As the line grew shorter, she began to relax. It felt good to have a regular schedule, and she was happy to know that she would have a steady income. Soon, 
The weekends became busy as she continued to deliver homemade cookies to the storefront of her favorite coffee shop. Every week she added a new customer to her list, and before long she had sold over 1,000 cookies. One afternoon, a new employee who worked at the coffee shop stopped by. Hey, do you know Elise? The employee asked. Oh, you mean the woman who runs the bakery? The barista replied. I've been there a couple of times and her cookies are amazing. It's nice to see her doing so well. The employee smiled. You should stop by sometime. It's really great. The next day, the employee returned and purchased a dozen cookies. The barista had told her that her friend had recently purchased a large commercial space and had plans to expand her business. The following weekend, Elise was in the middle of her shift when she received a call from the manager of the coffee shop. Hi, Elise, he said. I have good news. The owner of the coffee shop wants to talk to you about some opportunities. Elise was ecstatic. She had never met the owner before, but she had been hoping that he might contact her. She took a deep breath and steeled herself. Hi, she said. This is Elise. Good, the owner said. I'm glad I reached you. I'd like to offer you a position here. Elise was shocked. As what? As my executive assistant, the owner said. I'd like you to come to the office tomorrow and meet with the rest of my staff. I think you're the perfect fit. Elise felt a wave of nervousness wash over her. I... I'm not sure if I'm ready for that she said. I don't know anything about running a business. You'll be fine, the owner assured her. Just tell me if you need any help. You'll learn everything you need to know. I promise. The next day, Elise drove down to the office and was escorted into the CEO's office. There, she was greeted by several of the company's managers. I'd like to introduce you to everyone, the owner said, and Elise felt a sense of relief. Elise was surprised by how friendly they were, and she felt more comfortable with each person she spoke to. So, Elise the owner said. Tell us about yourself. How did you get started baking? Elise smiled. Well, it was a long time ago, back in college. I had a class called Introduction to Business, and one of the assignments was to bake a batch of cookies. The professor wanted us to sell them to the other students, and we were told to charge whatever we thought the cookies were worth. I remember being very nervous as I was making the cookies. But as I set them out on the table, the other students lined up to buy them. 
That was the moment I knew that I could make a living selling cookies. That's really interesting. That's a good story, the owner said. Tell us about your new location. It was a difficult decision, Elise admitted. But I had to get out of my old apartment, and I didn't have the money to renovate. When the commercial space came available, it seemed like a sign, so I moved in, and I'm happy to say that the new space is working out wonderfully. We just opened a few weeks ago, and it's going really well. My employees are working hard to keep up with the orders. That's great to hear, the owner said. We have a lot of faith in you, Elise, and we think you're going to be a great addition to our team. I hope so, Elise said with a smile. Thank you for the opportunity. Elise spent the next hour meeting the rest of the staff. And by the end of the day, she felt like she had made some new friends. Before she left, the owner handed her an envelope. This is just a little something for your first week on the job, he said. I'll expect to see you back here on Monday. Elise thanked the owner and made her way home, eager to get back to work. The next week was full of busy days, and Elise found herself working long hours. She was always busy preparing food, delivering it to the storefront, and cleaning up after each event. By the end of the week, she was exhausted. One evening, Elise returned home and dropped her keys on the table. As she walked towards the door, she noticed a strange smell. She turned around and saw a mouse that had somehow managed to crawl inside the restaurant. She ran to the kitchen and grabbed a broom, and she began to chase the mouse around the room. It darted behind the oven, and she chased after it. The mouse scurried down the counter and began to climb up the wall. The mouse ran towards the floor and began to scurry across the floor. Elise watched helplessly as the little creature climbed over the garbage can. And then she heard the sound of the garbage disposal. She raced to the sink and turned off the machine. As she watched, the mouse scurried back into the kitchen and continued to climb over the counters. It finally climbed over the stove and began to walk down the wall. Please, please stop, Elise said. I don't want to hurt you. As she watched, the little creature continued to scurry across the wall. Elise stepped forward and reached for the mouse. As soon as her hand touched its fur, it sneezed on her hand. She dropped the mouse and pulled her hand back. Elise wiped her hand on her apron and walked into the dining room. 
She looked at her hand and saw that the mouse had left a tiny mark. I've got to clean this up, she said to herself. I can't let my customers see this. She walked over to the bathroom and cleaned her hand with soap and water. It wasn't a serious injury, but it was still a sneeze. I've got to go to the emergency room, she said to herself. Elise drove to the hospital and the nurse took her into the back. Let's take a look at your hand, the nurse said. Do you know what happened? Yes, Elise said. I was chasing a mouse and it sneezed on me. The nurse smiled. Well, there are a few things that you need to know, she said. First of all, mice don't normally sneeze at people. It's highly unlikely that you would have sneezed on if you hadn't tried to catch it. But I did, Elise said. It was an accident. The nurse shook her head. You should never try to catch a mouse, she said. They're much stronger than they appear. In fact, they're more like those giant wrestling dudes in Leotard. They'll often sneeze when they feel threatened. That's why you were sneezed at. You should have waited for me to come and get it. But I didn't know that, Elise said. How was I supposed to know that? The other thing that I need to tell you, the nurse said, is that the snot on your hand is not a good sign. Why? Elise asked. Well, if you had been sneezed on by a dog or a cat, you'd probably have some bruising and swelling, the nurse explained. But if you were sneezed on by a rodent, it's almost always fatal. You might not even realize that you've been sneezed on. That's why I'm telling you about it. I want you to watch out for any unusual symptoms. If you notice any signs of illness, Come right back to the emergency room. Elise nodded. Okay, she said, I'll be careful. She walked out of the emergency room and drove home. As she sat down, she realized that her hand was throbbing. She knew that she had to do something. And she knew that she couldn't go to work like that. But she was also worried that if she went to the doctor, he'd tell her that she had to stay home. She needed to get better. And she needed to go back to work. I'm going to do it, she said to herself. I'm going to go to work tomorrow. Elise arrived at the restaurant early the next morning. When she walked in, she was surprised to find her co-workers already at work. The restaurant was bustling with activity, and it was a lot busier than usual. Good morning, Daphne said. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Thank you, Elise said. 
I just wanted to make sure that I was okay. Daphne smiled. I'm really glad to hear that, she said. I was so worried about you. Elise looked at the schedule and saw that she had been scheduled for a lot of events. I don't have anything for you today, she said. I just want to make sure that you're okay. That's okay, Daphne said. I have a few things planned for myself. I've got a meeting with the accountant and then I have some errands to run. How are you feeling? I'm okay, Elise replied. My hand is a little sore from all the sneezing. That's understandable, Daphne said. I bet it's starting to feel a little better now. Elise looked down at her hand and saw that it was, besides being ugly, a very healthy hand. I'll be fine, she said. I just want to make sure that I don't miss any more days. I have a lot of work to do and I don't want to let the customers down. That makes sense, Daphne said. You have a lot of energy and you work really hard. It would be a shame to waste all that potential. Elise spent the rest of the day doing her job. The restaurant was busy and it was difficult for her to keep up. It seemed like she was running around all day and the pain in her hand increased as the day progressed. By the end of the day, she was in a lot of pain. She tried to ignore the swelling, but it didn't go away. I have to go to the emergency room, she said to herself. Elise drove to the hospital and walked into the back. She took a seat on the couch and waited for the doctor to see her. You seem like a very nice young lady, the doctor said, but you're not in the best condition. I've been having a lot of trouble with my hand, Elise said. Well, your hand is broken, the doctor said. It's pretty badly fractured. How could it break just like that? Elise said. All I did was chase after a mouse. You have a few options, the doctor continued. We could treat the fracture and hope that it heals on its own. We could set it, and that would speed up the healing process. Or we could amputate the entire arm. Oh no, Elise said again. The doctor continued. There's one more option. You could remove the body entirely. What? Elise said. No. It's a bit radical, but it's a very common procedure, the doctor said. I've done it many times. It's a process called body removal. It's extremely painful, and it's not something that you should consider unless you absolutely need it. There's no reason that you can't have a normal life with just a few adjustments. Elise shook her head. 
I don't want to lose my body, she said. I can't do this. I understand, the doctor said. But there are other options. You're a very resourceful person and I think you'll be able to overcome this obstacle. Elise walked out of the emergency room and got into her car. As she sat there, she began to cry. Why me? she said. I haven't done anything wrong. Why is this happening to me? As she drove home, she began to think about thoughts. I don't know what to do, she said. I've never been in this situation before. I need to think of something. Elise pulled into her driveway and walked into the house. She looked around the room and saw that there wasn't much there. Her house was a small studio apartment, and she hadn't decorated it yet. I need some furniture, she said. And I need to figure out how to get the money to buy it. Elise walked over to the kitchen table and picked up the stack of bills. She sighed and put them back down. I don't know what to do, she said. She walked into the bedroom and saw that it was completely empty. I need some clothes, she said. I don't have anything to wear. She walked into the bathroom and saw that there was only a toothbrush and a hairbrush. I need to go shopping, she said. I need to go to the store and get some things. Elise walked into the kitchen and grabbed her keys. She stepped outside and got into her car. As she drove, she began to cry. Why me? She said. I haven't done anything wrong. Why is this happening to me? She pulled into the parking lot of a local grocery store and parked. I have to get a cart, she said. I have to get a cart. She walked inside the store and began to look around. I need some groceries, she said. I need to get some food. Elise walked over to the produce section and began to look at the fruits. I wonder if they have any strawberries, she said. I used to love strawberries when I was younger. I used to eat them all the time. She turned around to leave the produce aisle when she noticed a sign. Wow, she said. It looks like they have fresh strawberries. She walked over to the shelf and grabbed a basket. As she filled the basket with strawberries, she started to think. I should start by making a business plan, she said. 
I should figure out what I'm going to sell, where I'm going to sell it and how much money I'll make. Then I'll have a better idea of what I need to do. Elise finished filling the basket with strawberries and began to walk toward the cashier. That sounds like a good idea, she said. I'm going to make a business plan. She went to the register and paid for the strawberries. She left the store and went back to her car. She was relieved to have made a decision. Now she just had to follow through. Elise went back to her house and sat down at the table. She was still crying, but she had a plan now. She opened her laptop and began to type. I'm going to start a business, she said. I'm going to open a bakery. I'm going to make all the cakes and pastries that I've always wanted to make. She read her notes and typed a few more lines. I'm going to hire an assistant, she continued. I'm going to hire someone to help me make the cakes. She will have to work for very little money. And I'm going to give her a share of the profits. Elise looked at her notes and then closed her laptop. She took a deep breath and felt better. She knew what she was going to do now. The next morning, Elise woke up early. She decided to get a head start on her new project. She took a shower, dressed, and made breakfast. She cooked a hearty meal, which she ate while reading through her notes. As she ate, she kept thinking about the business plan. She had a lot to do, and she knew that she needed to move quickly. After breakfast, she gathered all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She went to the store and bought a variety of vegetables, fruits, and nuts. She also purchased a few pounds of sugar and butter. When she arrived home, she started preparing her first cake. She prepared the crust and then added a layer of blueberries. She mixed the batter and poured it over the top of the blueberries. She put the cake into a pan and put it into the oven. While the cake baked, she made another batch of blueberry pie filling. Once the cake came out of the oven, she let it cool. She served the cake with a generous helping of blueberry sauce. She went to bed that night feeling accomplished. I made a good first step, she said to herself. Now I just have to keep doing it every day. The following morning, Elise got up and made a second cake. This time she made a yellow cake. She added a layer of lemon curd and topped it with sliced lemons. Elise thought that this cake would be great with some coffee. The next day, 
Elise got up even earlier. She went to the store and bought all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She spent the rest of the day baking and cooking. By the end of the day, she was exhausted. This is going to be a long process, she said to herself, but it's worth it. The next day, Elise got up even earlier. She went to the store and bought all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She spent the rest of the day baking and cooking. By the end of the day, she was exhausted. This is going to be a long process, she said to herself, but it's worth it. After she finished, she collapsed onto her couch. I need to rest, she said to herself. The next day, Elise got up even earlier. She went to the store and bought all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She spent the rest of the day baking and cooking. By the end of the day, she was exhausted. This is going to be a long process, she said to herself. But it's worth it. The next day, Elise got up even earlier. She went to the store and bought all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She spent the rest of the day baking and cooking. By the end of the day, she was exhausted. This is going to be a long process. But it's worth it. And so she continued for 14 weeks. The same procedure every day. But then, on the 15th the Thursday, the doorbell rang. It was a young girl. Is this the bakery? She asked. Yes, Elise said. Can I help you? My mum says that you bake the most amazing cakes, the girl said. She told me to come here today and pick out a cake for my birthday. But she's out shopping and won't be back until late tonight. Well, that's a problem, Elise said. We close at five o'clock. That's okay, the girl said. I'll wait. Elise went to her room and grabbed her purse. She walked out and locked the front door. Then she walked over to the girl. What kind of cake did you want to make? She asked. I don't know, the girl said. I've never really liked cake. I've always eaten ice cream. Elise looked at the girl and saw that she was wearing a white dress and had long dark hair. She was probably around 15 or 16. Why don't you make a chocolate cake, Elise suggested. It's my favourite. Okay, the girl said. 
I'll try it. Elise went back to the kitchen and began to mix the batter. She pulled out a bowl and filled it with flour. Then she added some sugar and salt. She began to stir the ingredients together. You know, I don't have any milk, Elise said. Do you have any? No, I don't have any milk, the girl said. I don't drink milk. My mom says it's bad for you. Elise thought about this. Well, I'll just have to make do with what I have, she said. Elise poured the mixture into a pan and placed it into the oven. I'm going to go check on the cake, she said. It should be done soon. Elise walked over to the oven and opened the door. She saw the cake sitting there. She watched it carefully. It's done, she said. Elise walked over to the table and took the cake out of the pan. She put it on a plate and brought it to the table. She cut a small slice and tasted it. It was perfect. But it looked like Winston Churchill, which was a minor setback. The girl was excited. She had been waiting outside for two hours. She didn't want to miss her chance. How much do I owe you? she asked. Oh no, Elise said. This is a gift. I'm not going to charge you anything. Your family. The girl's eyes widened. You mean that I can have this cake every week? she asked. Of course, Elise said. Your family, I'd love to have you here. The girl smiled and hugged Elise. Thank you so much, she said. The girl walked out of the bakery and Elise watched her drive away. She picked up her phone and dialed her mother. I have a surprise for you, she said. You're going to love this. The next day, Elise woke up early and started making breakfast. She cooked a hearty meal, which she ate while reading through her notes. As she ate, she kept thinking about the business plan. She had a lot to do, and she knew that she needed to move quickly. After breakfast, she gathered all of the ingredients that she would need for the day. She went to the store and bought a variety of vegetables, fruits and nuts. She also purchased a few pounds of sugar and butter. When she arrived home, she started preparing her first cake. She prepared the crust and then added a layer of blueberries. She mixed the batter and poured it over the top of the blueberries. She put the cake into a pan and put it into the oven. While the cake baked, she made another batch of blueberry pie filling. Once the cake came out of the oven, she let it cool. She served the cake with a generous helping of blueberry sauce. 
She went to bed that night feeling accomplished.